You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Hi, I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, and this is the Corporate Podcast, the podcast that will share what's working when it comes to marketing and engagement with customers in a noisy and disruptive marketplace. As this is the first episode, I wanted to share more information on the topic of podcasting, specifically around how a podcast can address many of the challenges companies are facing today when it comes to maintaining customer attention, engagement and retention, especially in a far more connected and competitive market. I'll be sharing some interesting statistics and impressive outcomes that companies who are podcasting have achieved in terms of customer engagement, increased business opportunities and retention, and how you can have this too with your own corporate podcast. So today I wanted to speak to you about some of the challenges being faced by CEOs worldwide, why these challenges have come about, what's caused these challenges, as well as some possible solution, the corporate podcast, as well as the seven key pillars my media and broadcasting company incorporates into each and every podcast episode and series when working with clients to develop their corporate podcast. But before we dive in, let me share a little bit more about me and particularly why you should even bother listening to me when it comes to the topic of podcasting and helping you become the influencing voice in your industry so you can maintain customer attention, engagement and retention. Well, I started podcasting back in 2008, back in the day when people would say to me, what is a podcast? Thankfully, no longer do I have to explain what a podcast is. That was when the economy plummeted worldwide. There were so many job losses here in Australia, but also in the US. I had a lot of clients in the US as well. And a colleague and I who were working in that industry at the time were really disillusioned at how traditional media across all platforms, we had newspapers, radio, television, print, were all talking about the doom and gloom and how people were struggling, all the increased unemployment. And it really was affecting confidence, self-confidence of people who are now finding themselves back in job search mode. And we wanted to be the inspiring voice voice. We knew we needed to do that because so many people recognized that yes, there were job losses and we recognized as uh, career practitioners and working with executives and, and organizations back then that there were jobs out there. We just needed to change the way in which we approached the whole topic of job search, the whole way we now personally marketed, personal branding. And we knew there were opportunities. We just needed to change our approach. And the doom and gloom, the existing media were sharing on the airwaves and in print and on television was just limiting people's ability. So we started Career Success Radio. We did that for two years. The incredible results we achieved exceeded our expectations. We were listened to in over 120 countries. We had so many downloads of people who listened to us each and every week, who rang in, who sent us emails, who contacted us, who, who worked with us. The engagement and the relationships that we built were just phenomenal. We built some incredible partnerships, JV opportunities, joint ventures that uh, we still keep in contact with today. 
For two years, I did a co-hosted podcast and then we both parted ways and I continued on producing several podcast shows within the business development area, so business growth. And again, that has continued to really develop relationships for me worldwide with clients, joint ventures, speaking opportunities. Uh, I've then founded the media company and broadcasting company, the Ambitious Entrepreneurial Podcast Network, back around 2011 to produce and host my podcast and fast forward to today, we're now producing and hosting for a number of clients who are business-focused business professionals who are targeting uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and uh, they're providing their expertise and, of course, building their influence in their industries as well. And I'll share a little bit more about some of those clients later on in the podcast. But really, the engagement and the relationship building over the years that I've developed, that I've seen other people develop, has been incredible. People that I've never yet met before coming up to me and saying, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm ready now. How do I work with you? You know, people have often said to me, I found your podcast and I was traveling. I downloaded all the podcasts and I binge listened to them while I was traveling. I just feel like I know you already. That kind of connection and engagement, I've never yet experienced in all of the other mediums that I have been creating content. And I love content. I love social media. I was involved in Twitter and a lot of the tools that we're using as corporations today back in the day when people would look at me and say, what are you on Facebook for? What are you on Twitter for? What are you on XYZ for? It's just a fad. It'll never take off. A lot of those people are now eating their words. All of those different mediums, the blog posts that I've written, the videos that I have created, the articles that I've written, the tweets that I've sent, the Facebook posts, nothing has developed engagement and relationships with people who, when they have approached me, it is as if they're a long lost friend because of the fact that they've listened to my podcast. They feel like they've known me. I have not been able to develop that in any other platform. So since 2008, I have produced and co-produced more podcast episodes and have interviewed more guests than I can even remember. But what's really interesting and exciting now is that we do have statistics, not just from me saying how wonderful this is, but other companies as well. I do have to say that podcasting is not another shiny object. It has been around well before 2008. In fact, in my research, I identified that a company was using an internal podcast. They were using podcasts then to engage their staff. Since that time, it's been increasing in popularity and the number of listeners. Again, I'll showcase all of this in this upcoming podcast. As a podcast producer and media corporation that helps companies produce and publish their own corporate podcasts, this is so very exciting for us. What's even more exciting is that we get to use our expertise across the last 20 plus years in communication styles and techniques and all of that in marketing and engaging methods of communication and influencing all wrapped up in this great medium called podcasting and can't wait to share that all with you. So if I sound a little bit excited, that's because I love this, been doing this for many, many years. By the way, I do have a document that we've created for you with all of the articles and the resources that I am going to share in this episode. So if you want to download that, go ahead to www.communicatenow.solutions 
forward slash corporate pod. That's www.communicatenow.solutions forward slash corporate pod to access this report. I've also created a shortened version of this podcast into a webinar with PowerPoint slides so you can access it too by going to that link. I know that for some of you, you prefer to view this information. There's a lot of content and for some of you who have not yet heard about podcasting and how it can be leveraged to really engage and maintain relationships with existing customers and of course new customers. I know that you want to dive in and find a little bit more so we've created that for you. So again that link www.communicatenow.solutions forward slash corporate pod. So companies worldwide are facing challenges head on. They're really struggling and you only have to search the internet to find article upon article confirming the challenges that businesses are facing. Facing today that maybe you are as well. And a study was done by Accenture and they showed that 74% of senior executives across the globe, they're unsure about their understanding of the consumer experience when it relates to digital transformation and of course the digital transformation world. As marketers who used to be able to plot out the customer journey or the customer map, you know the pathway to purchase, we no longer can do that because of all of the different segments, all of the different ways that we can now communicate and engage and connect with our consumers. All of that noise now is really making the whole customer journey and the customer map chaotic. So we're confused, we're overwhelmed and, and guess what, so is our consumers. According to KPMG 2016 CEO Outlook Report, which interviewed 1300 CEOs worldwide, which included 53 from Australia, 88% of CEOs were concerned about the loyalty of their customers. It's getting more competitive out there. Customers are more demanding than ever. They want more say in what we do for them. They're younger, more connected, less loyal. And maybe you can relate to that when it comes to your consumers. 85% of CEOs expressed concerns, our competitors' ability to take business away from our company. This may be something you're struggling with too. It's interesting that another article on Business News Daily, which was titled The Biggest Challenge for CEOs in 2017, it stated that market oversaturation was a real problem, with customers now having far more choices that they know how to deal with. And there was interesting, a CEO of Cardtech's building cards, Jenny Kyle said, people are busy, they're overwhelmed with information and time is limited for all. Companies are going to need to find a unique way to stand out from the crowd in order to share that what they have to offer is a product a person needs. So maybe this is something that you're talking about around your boardroom table. So let's have a look at some of the reasons that have caused these challenges. Why are we now faced with these challenges globally across many, many organizations? Well, one of the reasons, and I've mentioned this earlier, was around media fragmentation. What used to be a homogenous market, you know, where we would have mass marketing and advertising techniques and it would work. But now we've got all of these new segments emerging into the marketplace and each of these segments have their own distinct needs their own requirements, their own preferences, which means now that our brand loyalty has been eroded and our marketing techniques that we used to do, well, guess what? They don't work anymore. 
Now, another reason that has caused these challenges is the plethora of online social media platforms where we can now communicate and engage with customers. And we've been told again and again that we need to create content, 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 if we want to get found online and get noticed. So many organizations, and perhaps you have too, we've got content development personnel who are creating content and blog posts, articles. Maybe you've even created some videos and you're then using your social media platforms to reach out, communicate, and hopefully bring people back from those social media platforms back to your website to then read or view your videos, blog posts and articles. But here's an interesting study that was done by Havas Media Group. They questioned 375,000 people across 33 countries. The results of that study found that 84% of people questioned expected brands to produce content, which could include digital content such as podcasts or web series, right through to experiential events. However, 60% of these people who were questioned said that existing content that brands created was poor, irrelevant or failed to deliver. So let me ask you, as an organization who may be blogging already, who may have created videos, who may be using social media tools, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, is your content relevant? Is it delivering? Is it really speaking to the heart of your consumers' needs, what they're struggling with? Or is it amongst the 60% of content that is clutter, that is poor, that is irrelevant or fails to deliver? Let's have a look at another reason, a shift in consumer behavior and expectations. There was an article, The Challenges for CEOs in 2017. This was a CEO Institute, and they stated their ability for companies to genuinely connect with customers. That was another issue. So in other words, corporations couldn't connect with customers. And the article went on to say, staying focused on customers and being able to serve customers' needs continues to be a staple challenge for business. Here are a couple of other challenges. Speed, and that is associated with executing ideas because changes in the market and consumer behavior or that 24-hour cycle of news and social media requires businesses to respond quickly if they want to increase their chance of growth and success. And so if we look at the changes in the marketplace, this is what the article went on to say, and consumer behavior being far more fickle now due to that 24 hour cycle of news and social media, competitors entering the market and distracting customers with their latest and greatest new offerings, that also was a concern. And I'm sure you've heard of the share economy, the new shared economy. One of my clients was a tech startup in the shared economy who has built this platform which is going to go global and it's really very exciting just finished a guest on my other podcast ambitious entrepreneur show again talking about their business was around you know in again in the shared economy where they would develop games that goes into corporations to be able to now train and support and nurture and mentor staff to become more entrepreneurial in their thinking more entrepreneurial in their thinking. Now, here's something, talking about entrepreneurial. Let me share this article. Again, it was on the CEO Institute website. And the author wrote about a new customer 
called the entrepreneurial customer. And the article state that the digital revolution has completely transformed the way consumers are interacting with brands and a lot of businesses are struggling to catch up. And maybe your organization is struggling to catch up too. But let's just look briefly at who is this entrepreneurial customer because it very well may be a customer that you need to be very familiar with and the marketing that you're doing needs to engage with them. Well, it seems to be emerging from two markets, from two main demographics. They include mothers, so mums, and millennials. And millennials are people who have reached young adulthood from the year 2000. So where are they coming from? This article went on to express that they are arising as a direct result because of digital transformation. The behaviors and the beliefs of these people means that as a CEO, you need to consider them and innovate around your offering experience. And here's what the article had to say about this emerging market, the entrepreneurial customer. They're always time poor. They love brands and companies that help them get this back. So get their time back. They believe in new and shiny and they seek regular inspiration. They believe and adopt new technology quickly to make life easier for them. And they are community minded and they seek advice. Now, when I read those things, I get really excited because I know that podcasting ticks all of those boxes. I know, and I'm going to show some statistics in a moment, that podcasts are often listened to when people are doing personal activities, when they're running, they're commuting, they're washing the dishes. Can you imagine another medium where someone actually invites you to spend 20 or 30 minutes of their precious personal time so that you can engage with them? I don't know of any other medium. Podcasting will allow you to do this. Uh, the new and shiny, they love that. They love to seek regular inspiration. Now, podcasting is not new and shiny. It's been around for many, many years. But of course, we get this continued new market that's hearing about podcasting and that's subscribing to shows and they're absolutely loving it because podcasts can inspire. It can inspire, it can empower, it can motivate, it can do all of those things. It really depends on the message that you're sharing within your podcast series. Uh, community minded and seeking advice. Guess what? If you have a solution to a problem that your existing customer or new customer is experiencing, they use your product and service and they're able to overcome the challenge. Don't you think that they're going to share that with their community of other like-minded people who are seeking advice? So you're creating product and service evangelists who are out there sharing the good news about your product and service that they've been using. So you can see that there's some real benefits. There's some really exciting things about this entrepreneurial customer if you get the right strategy in place and if you get the right tactics in, in place. Now, the author in this uh, article went on to say, to get these entrepreneurial customers as a customer, you have to understand what their beliefs are and what their beliefs mean to your business. The first step is to fully understand what makes them tick. And the author also asks some critical questions that all companies need to answer if you want to have a deeper engagement with these customers, which includes their drivers, what drives them, their expectations. Do you know what your consumer's expectations are? Also, gaps in their lives. 
What are the gaps in the lives of your consumers, your existing customers? Are you inspiring them within that area? Are you educating them? Are you connecting with them on a regular basis in a way that continues to have your company be top of mind so that when your customer or potential customer gets totally sick and tired of being stuck and they've heard consistently the case studies, the solutions that you're offering, they go, right, I need to jump into action. So, you know, what are the points of friction with your products and services when it comes to your customer and particularly this new customer, the entrepreneurial customer? Let's just reflect back to the KPMG 2016 CEO Outlook Report because in their study, they also mentioned millennials and a concern. In fact, 86% of CEOs were concerned about millennials and their differing wants and needs and the fact that it will change business models. So here are a number of common questions and debates being discussed around boardroom tables and you may recognize some of these. They include the rapidly changing marketplace. How do we stay relevant in a rapidly changing marketplace? How do we keep up with it all? The noise, the clutter is deafening and distracting. So that leads the question to be asked, how can we be heard and stand out with all of the noise and clutter online? That's deafening and it's distracting not only our potential customers, but our existing customers. It also has us question around the consumer's fickle attention. How do we engage customers when they have a heightened awareness, when their attention is fickle? How do we acquire new customers if we can't even get their attention, let alone keep their attention? And if we do acquire a new customer, how do we retain that customer so that they don't leave when one of our competitors has captured their attention? All very valid questions to be asking. In the KPMG 2016 CEO report also said, the next three years will be critical in shaping our future. The change is now or never. I want to repeat that because it's pertinent. The next three years will be critical in shaping our future. The change is now or never. So what are you doing now? What changes are you making now? Can I suggest that you open the door to the possibility that a podcast, a corporate podcast, may just be the solution that you are looking for? As I've said earlier, podcasting has been around for many years. I began my first podcast back in 2008 and have been podcasting ever since because of the impact and the influence that my podcast has enabled me to achieve with my audience, my customers in my business. And in my research, many other companies have achieved similar results and are achieving similar impressive results too. Many of you may already have heard what a podcast is. You may even be subscribed to a number of podcasts. But let's make sure we're all on the same page as far as what a podcast is. It really is like on-demand radio, 24-7 accessibility. It's highly customized, specialized content. It's portable, which means you can take it on your mobile device and it is free. But here's something else that's really exciting. And someone mentioned it to me, one of my guests on the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. He said, you know, Anne-Marie, uh, what's really exciting about um, your podcast network and the, the solutions that you now offer corporations is that car manufacturers are now manufacturing cars with the ability to listen to podcasts from the dashboard. 
a really funny story that happened a while ago. One of my colleagues came up to me when we went to an event. He said, I've got to give you a really big thank you. And he said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I heard you talking at a networking event. You're raving on, as you do, about podcasts. And I thought, you know what? I haven't really embraced that. I don't really know what they're like. So I went home and I subscribed to a number of podcasts in my field. And he was a videographer. And he said, I'm hooked. I've listened to now updated information in my particular area of expertise, videography, when I'm driving to a client, when I'm commuting, when I'm running, when I'm you know, doing the dishes at home or whatever. It's great just to be able to have access to this up-to-date information. And uh, he loves them now. Now, he was someone who never really heard, or he may have heard the, the term podcast before, but never really subscribed. Now, he's subscribed to a number of different shows and he's a regular listener. Let's have a look at some more podcasting statistics. I'll just mention a few of them. Again, if you download the report at the URL I gave you earlier, which again, www.communicatenow.solutions forward slash corporate pod. Here are some really interesting statistics. US podcast listeners has grown to 46 million. Now, this report was done a number of years ago, so that's probably increased. That's a lot of people. 65% of the 2.3 billion podcast downloads came from a mobile device. 64% of listeners to podcasts have bought a product they heard advertised on a podcast. Can I say this again for those of us who do want to sell things from a podcast? 64% of listeners to podcasts have bought a product they heard advertised on a podcast. Now, I have, am a consumer and if I've listened to a host and I've built no like and trust with that host and even the guests that they're interviewing, if I've got a particular problem and they've shared a bit of information and then they like an ebook or an app or something like that, I have gone out and I've purchased it after listening to a, a podcast. Now, let me just back up because I did mention about advertising. We consistently as a podcast network get emails from companies who want to advertise on our podcast and we often have to turn them away. The know, like and trust a host builds with their audience is absolute gold and we realize that. So we're not just going to advertise any old company that we would not use or recommend fully the services or the products that that company offers. So in other words, if we don't believe in them and would be using them ourselves, we as podcast hosts would not even contemplate having a company purchase airtime on our podcast. That know, like and trust that we build with our audience is uh, worth far more than any amount of money that a company can pay for. And we turn away as a podcast network dozens and dozens of emails from potential companies wanting to sponsor and advertise on our shows. Same thing though, if you have a corporate podcast and you build no like and trust with your audience, that is incredible. No amount of money can um, can buy that. 56% of podcast listeners use social media at least once a day to several times a day. What's really exciting about that is that podcast listeners are active. They're out there searching online. So they're more likely then to absorb and to come across other areas of your communication. So in other words, if you're on other social media platforms, here's something that's really exciting as well. Podcast listeners pay attention to companies' social media. Across the entire population, 28% of people say that they follow a company's social media. But here's what's really exciting. When a company has a corporate podcast as well, 47% 
of those listeners will also go and purposely follow a social media account of that company too, which means you've got deeper engagement across various platforms. So you've got your podcast, then they're there hanging out with you and watching what you share on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook. That is just incredible. And podcast consumption is high while listeners are driving, they're exercising and they're doing chores. As I mentioned before, podcast listeners are listening to podcasts so content, your content, your voice, your brand experience, they're listening to that when they are performing activities in their personal time. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm watching TV and I see an ad come on or if I'm listening to a radio, which really doesn't happen much these days, I turn it off when all of a sudden I get this ad blasting. It goes, to me, it's an intrusion. When I get texts or when I get a telemarketer ringing me up, to me, that is an absolute intrusion on my time. And I will even go so far as to say, if I'm watching something or listening to something and a company intrudes on my personal time, I will probably go out of my way to not buy from that company, which sounds pretty harsh, but that's just reality. Our time is precious. So for me to download a podcast from an organization and listen to them, experience their brand voice, engage with them in my personal time while I'm driving, while I'm perhaps walking on the treadmill or while I'm cooking tea, that to me is absolutely incredible, especially from the point of view of being a broadcast media company, a podcaster and a businesswoman who you know likes to build influence with my listeners to be able to spend time with them in their personal time is uh, just incredible. So again, I've got a lot of different um, statistics there that you can download on the report. But here's some interesting statistics from around Australia. Fairfax, along with research from Telsite, found that podcast penetration is set to increase to one in two Australians. 2.9 million Australians have listened to a podcast in the last 12 months. 29% of podcast listeners subscribe to news and political podcasts, and 56% of those listen at least once a week and 18% of podcast listeners to subscribe to games and hobby podcasts and 45% listen to them at least once a week. Sometimes I'm asked the question, okay, we know we need to develop content and you're talking about podcasts. What's the difference between video and articles and audio podcasting? And that's really a great question. And no, I don't think that you should stop all of them. In fact, I think each and every one of those strategies or those tactics can work really well. But again, it depends on the strategy. It depends on your audience. It depends how you're leveraging it. There's all of those different factors to consider. But here's a couple of interesting situations that I've heard about. I read recently about an author who wrote an ebook and he thought, okay, I'm going to do one podcast episode and I'm going to write one blog post to share a little bit more about what I'm including in that book. It's going to be helpful. But then there's a call to action to uh, listeners or, or to readers to purchase my ebook. And what was interesting was he sold five times more book from the podcast episode. Articles and blog posts, really great way to build awareness around your expertise. But there's something between scanning an article and then listening to a 20 to 30 minute interview with an author. 
or with the prospective company representative, you hear so much more through that interview, don't you? You experience so much more, the voice, the tonality, the depth, all of that you can pick up and experience from an audio podcast. Whereas with an article, we tend to scan through it very quickly. We might jump over a number of paragraphs. And also too, when we read an article, we bring our own beliefs, our own thoughts, our own perceptions, and our own filters to how we read that. So we don't really experience the author to the degree that we would were we listening to an interview on a podcast. Something else that I read uh, not so long ago, a and leadership mentor by the name of Michael Hyatt. I've subscribed to his audio podcast for a number of years. But what's interesting is he did an audio version of his podcast, but he also videoed it. So he had it professionally videoed and produced of the exact audio podcast that he was creating. But over the years, he was comparing the video views to the audio listens. And he found that only 10% of views on his video podcast in comparison to the audio podcast. So eventually he he stopped producing the video podcast altogether and just has his audio version. Really interesting. Yes, I know video allows you to see and allows you to hear and it's a great medium. But here's the thing. Many of us are too busy to sit in front of a screen for a long period of time. I certainly don't have 20 or 30 minutes. Do you have 20 or 30 minutes or even longer to sit at a screen while someone's sharing their content, even if it is interesting content? Absolutely not. But guess what? Do we have 20 or 30 minutes when we're driving in a car to an appointment or to work or if we're going running, if we're exercising, if we can put earbuds in our ears and listen to something whilst we're doing another activity, far more availability towards time. What other medium allows you to spend a consistent amount of time each and every week or bi-weekly if you're doing a podcast series and releasing it every second week? Pretty amazing stuff. So just to recap, some of the benefits that I've gained and experienced, I've seen other people experience experience it who's also doing podcasts and I know any corporation, any business who really does a well-produced, well-strategized podcast can also achieve these kind of results, captures and maintains attention, absolutely, deepens engagement with your listener, maintains longer attention span, 20 to 30 minute audio podcast compared to maybe a two minute video podcast. Would you rather spend 20 or 30 minutes with someone? or two minutes with someone. Enables top of mind awareness to avoid leakage to competitors. Imagine if you'd had an ongoing podcast series which educated and kept you top of mind of your existing customers. Now, through that storytelling and through that ongoing engagement with your podcast, you're able to educate your consumers that there are other solutions to the services that they're investing in. There are other solutions to you being able to support them in taking their business or whatever it is that you do to the next level. Now, imagine that they got to a stage where they needed to take their business or take their services to that next level by investing in expertise that you offer. Wouldn't they more likely go to you because they've been listening to you, you've been top of mind because they subscribe to your podcast, rather than someone else's message who suddenly flashes in front of their face to just 
distract them. They're going to be more likely to listen and go back to you because of the fact that you've had those ongoing touch points being the weekly or the fortnightly podcast. It also reinforces commitment to your brand. You know, as we said, statistics have shown that people who listen to your podcast are more likely also to subscribe to your other social media platforms. Now, imagine if you were able to, through the tactics, be able to incorporate, you know, around your social media, providing awareness for your existing podcast episode that's just been released to then draw people back to the podcast and maybe even over to another one of your social platforms but somewhere which deepens the engagement because you've got those cross-communication platforms all integrating and working towards, you know, the one solid message, really powerful. It increases your willingness to consider products and services and increases attention across companies' social media platforms, just to name a few. Some companies that I know are podcasting and they have been for quite some time, eBay, Basecamp, Goldman Sachs, GE, Netflix. And again, I will leave a link to the document which you can download at www.communicatenow.solutions forward slash corporate pod. You can read some of the ways that uh, these corporations are podcasting and of course the success that uh, they've gotten some great articles, Corporate Business Podcast Boom, Why Corporate America Loves a Good Podcast. I also promised to share with you some of the clients who we're working with our broadcast and media company to develop their corporate podcast, professional services who really want to be seen as an expert in their field and become the influential voice, marketing specialists, brand and design specialists, tech startup. I think I mentioned that earlier on this podcast where we had a company who is in the shared economy and she's developed a five-part podcast series as a way to now go out and raise capital for her business. But also each of those individual podcast series, we made sure that one was targeted for hosts, the other was targeted for guests. Another podcast episode was targeted to potential partners, another to potential investors in the business. And then the very first one we did an overview of the business, you know, the the incredible opportunities that was going to increase the billions of dollars that this industry is going to generate uh, worldwide. And now she's got this great content that she can go and share as she's continuing to travel around Australia and meet with potential investors, potential partners and so forth. We're working with an IT end-to-end and consulting company. It's really interesting with them. They've got a five-part or five-step process. It's a system, if you will, that they are an experts in to really not only make efficient the IT, but actually turn IT from a cost center into a profit center. And one of the CEOs and co-founder of the business wants to build his profile. So we're focusing the first episode on his experience and how he grew up a five-man consulting firm and took that to a $200 million business, which uh, eventually was on the Australian Stock Exchange. And we'd share his journey, you know, his wins, the insights, where he failed and the lessons he learned. And then from there, the following episodes are going to dive deeper into sharing what they know, many of the companies who are their ideal clients, what they're struggling with, the reasons why. And he's drawing on his expertise, of course, from his history and then showing what needs to be done, what companies need to consider when they're growing their business from a five to 10 staff to a 20 plus, to a 50 plus, to a 100 plus, what systems need to be in place. And of course, each episode is going to have a unique call to action because once someone's learned 
what this information and engaged with the material and found out, you know what, what this guest has just been sharing on this podcast, we're struggling with that. It makes sense. We've tried to do that. We know we're struggling. We never thought it would be A, B and C. We need to contact them. So structured really well, formatted really well. It's going to be an incredible piece of content that's going to continue to work 24-7, 365 days a year for our clients. And we consistently, through the social media strategies and, and tactics that we'll be running, going to be drawing new people through to listen to their podcast series and ultimately make contact with this company, this IT and ten and consulting company. Other organizations we're working for and with networking organizations who you know are creating this podcast as a way to uh, value add for their members as well as uh, promoting and gaining awareness for the network in, in itself and our future production schedule is going to involve companies such as wealth creation companies PR agency a not-for-profit membership company accounting and finance a leadership expert you can see that a podcast really is a method of communication and when done well, it can really share stories, it can really break down barriers, it can really educate, it can inspire. As you can see, it really allows you to present information in a way that our new consumers, the new entrepreneurial customer, how they're absorbing information and it's so exciting to be able to do this and help our clients to be able to achieve this deepen engagement with existing customers so that that you as a corporation and the, the individuals, the key stakeholders who come on each show and are interviewed to share their voice and their expertise, they become a trusted and influential voice in your field. You'll lessen the chance of customers being distracted by your competitor's message. You know, you can educate and you can upsell to customers. Your current clients may not even be aware of the full service, the full range of products, or the full range of solutions that you offer. What a fantastic way to be able to do that in an engaging, in a conversational way. A while ago, we were having a conversation with an accounting firm and I was doing a bit of an audit on their social media accounts and, and, you know, their basic strategy as a whole. And one of the videos that they had on their YouTube, one of the partners, it was interesting, a comment. He said, one of the things that we find with our customers is that they think that we are just the tax and compliance company, but we offer so much more. We have got experts at hand on our team that can help them. ABC, he listed some of these things. He said, but we don't see our, our clients more than once a year or when they think that they need to come in. And it's one of those things, isn't it? Clients don't know what they don't know. And when you've got the problem of attention being so fickle, you've only got a short amount of time to tell them that. And, you know, it's hard to condense so much information, which is your expertise, which you've learned over, for many of you, decades. And if you've got, you know, a company full of these experts and, and specialists in their field, how can you condense that down into a two-minute video or on social or in, in uh, blog posts, which are really being scanned? So you really, your reader doesn't get the depth of information. You know what you do, you pop that into an educational and inspiring and an influential podcast that over time builds engagement, builds trust and builds you know, awareness around all of your offerings. And this is what we suggested to this particular company. Imagine having a series where we identify across some of the key components, some of the key areas of struggle that your ideal client has. We know them so well that we 
pretty much know exactly what they're experiencing, the conversations that they're having with their colleagues and perhaps even their leadership team around their boardroom tables. And when we can tap into that, we can become part of that conversation and we can do that in a way that then allows them to lift their eyes, if you will, in this instance, lift their ears, open their ears to be able then to understand that you've got a solution to that by hearing some of the success stories, the case studies, what's going on in the industry. You really can be the voice, the area or the people that your ideal clients or existing clients listen to because you've got this trusted, influential voice in your field with them. If that particular accountancy firm, what we suggested was, what are your current ways of marketing? What are the tactics that you're already doing to enable you to build engagement with your existing clients? And they had a newsletter and there was a forum and there were some other things that they were doing already. And we said, imagine if we created this great seven part podcast series with each of the key episodes touching on one particular area that you knew your customers were struggling with. Then what you start to do is you start to sprinkle information within your newsletter, across your social media, across the other strategies and lead people back to listen to the podcast. Then they're encouraged to subscribe to the podcast and then they get some follow-up and then there might, might be some white papers or some other documents that they can download and through that ongoing nurturing, you really continue to solidify that know, like and trust and guess who they're going to connect with and contact when they're ready to make that move, you. So those are just some, some uh, key benefits and key outcomes with the right strategy, with the right tactics. Now, speaking about strategies and tactics, I've said it before in this podcast and I'll say it again. Yes, podcasting can work really well. You can have great benefits if you have the right strategy, the right tactics and the right techniques. I've done a number of audio and podcasting audits and there has been a number of podcasts that I'll listen to right from the opening music to the voiceover professional to how the guest was introduced and how if there was a co-host, how they interacted with one another. And there were a number of key things that they missed. And some of those podcasts I've gone back and listened to later and then they've disappeared because they haven't had the right strategy. I know all the pitfalls and I know what needs to be done to generate some really great outcomes and successes. And I want to just share with you what some of those are today. So if you do decide that you want to move forward, that you've got a little bit of insight into how we approach that, that it's just not the, hey, we're just going to get you on the other side of the microphone and we're just going to hit record and start chatting. There is strategy before we even get into the recording studio so much so that uh, everything that makes it to the final cut of the podcast episode and hence the series each has a specific reason why it is being shared. So let's have a look. You need to have the right strategy. As you know, in business, you have a strategy too, don't you? But for us, there are seven key pillars, seven key elements, if you will, that I know needs to be incorporated into every single podcast or series that our company produces for our clients. And all of these things are underpinned with the right strategy and get that strategy wrong and you risk achieving the results that you want. So each of the elements that I'm going to talk about today ensures that you have a well-produced podcast series that works, that engages with your existing customers. It continues to attract and share a voice around people that haven't even heard of you yet and works for you 24-7, 365 days 
a year. It's out there, it's evergreen content. The first pillar is the right outcome, the right call to action to ensure optimized results. If you select the wrong outcome or if you have too many different outcomes, guess what? You're not going to generate the right returns or the best returns for the money and the time that you invest in. You may end up overwhelming your consumers or your customers. And as we know, overwhelmed customers do nothing because it's too hard to make a choice. So you've really got to decide and that's what we work with our clients to determine what's the best outcome. What is it that is going to generate you the best results? Now, if we look back at the client we're working with at the moment with the IT end-to-end uh, -end and consulting company, what they want to do is have an opportunity to have a conversation with their potential customers and have a two-hour mini workshop, if you will, or an audit to see how they may be able to turn some of their IT and their staffing cost centers into profit centers. And by working through that and really being able to pinpoint where those companies are struggling with, which will be woven throughout the storyline in each of those episodes, the call to action to ring and book in one of these complimentary two-hour mini workshops and audit sessions, my goodness, I think companies are going to be, you know, putting their hand up and they're going to be fully booked. But spending that time with their potential clients and really going in depth is going to build that know, like, and trust. So you can see that you want to put some real thought into how we're going to position it. What are we going to say? What are the storylines that are going to be incorporated so that at the end of the show, each individual show and the series in itself is going to have a compelling call to action that gets people ringing, gets people emailing and say, saying to them, book me in. Okay, so that's the first one. The second pillar is the right audience. You need to have highly qualified, targeted group of people. You might have an expansive group of customers, but you can narrow down the focus. See, if you speak and try and be all things to all people, no one's going to listen because you haven't been specific enough. You haven't really touched their pain points, if you will. You haven't really shown them that you really understand where they're struggling and how you can support them. So there's more likely to be a group of your existing customers who you really want to target and develop this podcast series for. And often it is going to be more of your high level clients. For your business, you're going to have a select group of, of an audience in your consumer base, your customer base, that's going to generate more outcome, revenue for your company, and you want to target those. You can have a number of series of podcasts, absolutely, which is targeting you know smaller demographics and psychographics of your customer base as well. And each of those will have different tactic around social media, ongoing newsletters and emails. Another element is the right stories. So you can imagine if you've identified the right audience, if you've identified the right outcome, the right call to action, then you need to incorporate the right stories to be able to motivate, to move, to engage with your audience. Now, I've done an article, I wrote an article uh, after doing quite some extensive research around research that was done on storytelling. And it was really interesting to prove that stories were able to do three things. Stories helped cut through the distraction. Stories helped activate the audience's brains and stories were able to transform lives and ensure that you are well remembered after your podcast episode has come to an end. Again, I'll include a link to my article with all of the 
the various studies and benefits and outcomes a story will garner for you when done well. So imagine if you've got the right story, that's going to connect best with your audience, compel them to action, and we'll make sure that uh, the stories that we integrate in your podcast series is going to be very much on mark for you and your company. So that's the right stories, the right questions. As a host, and this is what I do, we produce end-to-end podcast series for our clients. We are the host. It's like having a specialist journalist podcast host that asks you the right information, the right questions so that you can showcase your expertise or your key stakeholders can showcase their expertise to build reputation, to build your influential voice in your field while not sound like an infomercial. If you get this wrong, you're instantly going to lose trust. You're instantly going to lose that rapport with your listeners and that's not what you want. For many of our clients who are specialists in their fields, for instance, accountants, you guys absolutely love the industry or in hence why you are an expert in tax or an expert in accounting and finance. But start to talk about that and bring in jargon. Your listeners, their eyes are going to glaze over and their ears will probably close up too and think, I have no idea what that person just said. So it's important to be able to engage and bring that information across in a way that your audience understands. They don't need to be experts in your industry. They don't need to know the ins and outs. What they need to know is how it's going to help them, what problems you solve, some of the success stories that you've generated through working with other clients, and what's the call to action? How can they have some of that as well? And be brought into a way that allows you to build connection as a trust trusted advisor is someone who, if I was listening to your interview, I would think, I really like that person. He or she made sense. And I certainly would trust them with my whatever it was, my figures, my my tax issue or whatever it is. So the right questions will build the platform upon which your key stakeholders that you really can shine, but done in a way that doesn't sound like an infomercial. Another pillar is the right sequence. You have to take people on a journey. And this is where our team, my expertise and my team's expertise in human behavior, particularly adult learning and psychology, it enables us to work with our clients to structure each podcast and each episode so it captures the attention of the listener from the opening sentence right through to the call to action, no matter what they are learning or what communication style or preference is. Now, you don't need to be an expert in adult learning psychology. We're the experts. So we create the structure, the right sequence, the right questions to enable you to shine. You just get behind the the microphone and share your brilliance, share your expertise, and we put it all together in a really powerful podcast. Uh, Another pillar, the right ambience and flow. This is so very important. Your podcast interview must seem natural. It must seem conversational so the audience connects with you. When we're working with our clients, it's really crucial that if it's me that's interviewing, that I make the guests feel comfortable so they're able to showcase their expertise in a conversational and relatable approach. And so we use the right questions. We use the right format. We foster a relaxed and informative conversation that people will want to listen to. When we get the right ambience, and the right flow, people will listen. Because if people feel like they're being lectured to and there's a whole lot of jargon that's spilling from the mouth of the interviewee, they're just going to shut off. So ambience and flow is very important too. And the last, the right 
communication techniques. We have decades of training in communication and behavioral science. What that means is we use subtle rapport building, subtle but powerful rapport building strategies and tactics in our interviewing style and in our approach. These techniques, they're designed to deepen the engagement. They're designed to build know, like and trust factors and ultimately with you as well. And we know that this is crucial to a potential buyer or if you've got an existing customer for them to reinvest with your company when uh, you know considering the challenges that they have and making an investment in you again you do not need to as an organization you don't need to have the understanding of the right communication techniques that's where our expertise comes in you're an expert at doing what you're doing we're an expert at the right communication techniques the right ambience and flow creating that the right sequence creating the right questions incorporating the right stories you know making sure that we're targeting the right audience with your podcast and of course ensuring that we have the right call to action at the end to make it compelling and generate the best outcomes so remember your podcast series your interviews how you connect and engage is all about creating an experience of your brand as a business it's vital to understand your customer it is even the studies and the statistics that we shared in previous articles uh, that we referred to all said that that was vital particularly in this day and age and particularly with the new customer the entrepreneurial customer and so you know where are you directing the experience of your brand how is it going to impact the whole of your business in summary when we look at the the key pillars which i mentioned the key pillars the key tactics i just want to revisit one of them that i mentioned and that was the right stories and remember i said that the right stories helped cut through distraction it helped activate your listeners brains and it helped to transform their lives and ensure that you are remembered well after your podcast has come to an end well, when done well, when done right, and all the seven key pillars are incorporated into each of your episodes and the entire podcast series, it is a story in and of itself that's going to help your company cut through distraction. It's going to help your company activate your listener's brain, and it's going to ensure that you are remembered long after that episode has finished. Before I go, let me leave you with two more quotes. They are from KPMG 2016 CEO Outlook report. I think there's a real opportunity for us to grow, but it isn't going to be easy. We are really going to have to change if we're going to have to compete and win. And here's the second quote from that report, and it was from a gentleman called Carl Heinz Strabeck. He was CEO of Software AG. He said this, Digital Darwinism is unkind to those who wait. So is your company looking forward and positioning yourself to be able to compete and win in this noisy and disruptive marketplace? Or will you wait and see what happens when these new and emerging businesses enter the market and continues to disrupt your business model? Now, sadly, for some companies, and I hope this is not your company, those companies who choose to wait, it just may be too late so my call to action to you if you've heard some things in today's podcast that you think you know what Amory, this is really interesting i want to find out a little bit more i'm not sure if a podcast or a podcast series is going to be of benefit to our organization but i'd just love to have a chat to see what possibilities there may be for our company then can i invite you to my capabilities meeting it goes for about 15 to 20 minutes where we'll have a chat we'll determine whether a podcast series is something that's going to help you 
identify and overcome your business challenges, especially around you know maintaining customer attention, engagement, and retention in a noisy and disruptive marketplace. All you need to do is either email or phone. Email let's talk at communicatenow.solutions or phone 039-708-6930 within Australia. So 039-708-6930. If you're outside of Australia, then remember the plus 613-9708-6930. And the email again, let's talk at communicatenow.solutions. Let me know that you've listened to this episode one of the corporate podcast and we'll book in one of those meetings.